podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. Welcome to Played in Full, part of the Popcorn Fracker family in the Touchline Media Group. My name is CJ Edwards, and I am joined by one of my co-hosts this week. Scullivan P. Coldchain. Make sure you pronounce it right. Okay. How are you, Scullivan? I look really high today on the broadcast, and I want to let the listeners know, yeah, mm. that I am not partaking in any recreational drugs. I'm just really exhausted, actually. In fact, this episode is coming to you a day later than usual, because myself... Yep. And CJ were supposed to record on Monday, and we were literally so exhausted. I opened up, I opened up the software we use to stream, and I looked at CJ and I said, "Nah, I'm just, not, I'm just not." Yeah, not you know possible. what? I, I can't lie. I was so glad that you said, "Let's do it on another day." I was like, "Yeah, cool." Um, I'm rocking Hoodrich today because Hoodrich Hate Online is weird. Um, it's just a black yeah, man trying to make money. Like it's so it is, yeah. I'm not going to hate on Hoodrich because it is just a guy from the ends who made a brand and it does well. And like, yeah. I guess all the jokes are cool and that, but like, at the end of the day, you know, I sit there and complain about like LSE and all these other brands all day. So why would you hate on something like Hoodrich? Big exactly. him up, wherever you are, guy who made Hoodrich. Big, you big up. up, Jay. Mm. Anyway, but yeah, carry on. Um, so what's on this week's agenda then, Scully? Um, well, you had something you wanted to speak about, innit? Yeah, so... so we might as well um, get straight to it. Actually, before cool. we get to it, how right. have you been, man? How's your week? How are you feeling? Um, My week's been okay, man. I went to Wireless last week. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There was a bunch of 18-year-olds there. It was it was, it was was weird. I, I, I've realised, I think I'm at the See, point where... You think you're old? You think you're no, young? No, no, no. You're not. Bro, like, there was so many people that I didn't know there, like, in terms of artists. Um, I was it was so strange. Everyone was doing this, you know, that, that love heart. That's yeah. when that that's when you know they're Gen Z is when they do the, the index finger and the middle finger rather than the thumb and the thumb and the index finger. I do that, but only because I'm cripping. Okay. Now that's a love heart. Now it's a love heart, it's a bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Um <laughs> but yeah. Sure. If the police um, stop me, sure. Love, man, love. There was there was yeah, there was this bare uh bare youths there, man, and it, it just felt strange and it like and I've come to realize that like, I need to kind of obviously be in a content creator and stuff. I need to be able to just get my content and leave. Um, and, and that's that's what I'm going to do at future festivals because everyone is a ute. It's crazy. But apart from that, um, yeah, I was drinking every day. Big up the Hennessy slush every time. Okay. All right. Um, Shout out alcohol each and every time. Yeah. And that's it. That, that's how I am. Cool. Oh, I see you. I'm exhausted. I went to one, one, one after wireless party this weekend, and it is actually, you know, when you're on so, so much sleep deprivation, yeah, yeah. It's like, bruv, I need. I'm in my deficit. I'm in my sleep deficit. I need to catch up. <laughs> Even tonight, I forgot we were going to record. So I was bragging all day at work. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna leave at six. I'll be up at seven. I watch Love Island. Sleep at ten. I'm not going to the office tomorrow. So I wake up at ten. Yeah, good 12 hours. And then I clocked. I was like, oh, wait, we have not recorded Played in Full this week. So I'm actually going to be up till late. But, you know, I'm happy we're here, you know. I'm in a much better mind. I, I am. I, I am. And a lot of, um, it's, it's a bit easier segue. 
kind of I'm happy because we waited because a few trailers dropped. Um, mm-hmm. So um, the first trailer I want to talk about is the Bob Marley trailer. Now, um, the story, what it looks like, is following um, uh, Bob Marley's kind of like ascension. And then like, I think it's going to go up to like the Exodus album, if I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um which is one of my favourite albums, one of my dad's favourite albums. Now, as the resident Jamaican on this pod, <clears throat> when I did see that, I I genuinely was like, yes, this is a film I really want to watch. I wasn't too um, gassed about, like, I think he's his name, Ben Kingsley. Yeah. The actor. I wasn't too gassed about him. And um, a lot of, like, backlash that I have seen from people in the, in the uh, Jamaican community is they should have got, like, one of his sons to act. Um, let's not be silly people. Um, we need okay. a, a, we need a proper proper Hollywood film. Um, now I know one of was it one of his sons that was in Shutter, Shutters. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we're, we're not doing that. Um, we, we're not getting Damien to act as Bob. I get it for the for the aesthetics, but we actually need a proper actor. It's Kingsley Benadir, by the way. I need to correct that because I I thought about oh, it. Oh, it's Kingsley Ben. Okay. And I thought about it, and I was like, "Wait, isn't Ben Kingsley that mad old old actor?" Yeah, I thought I thought Ben Kingsley's that, <laughs> that, that white guy yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He looks he looks a certain type of way in it, and he plays the white exactly guy who the same role. Looks white, like uh-huh. Uh-huh. oh, just search up. He is mixed race. I was gonna say he looks like half Asian, but he is okay. half Asian. Okay, he, is, he has an Indian Gujarati father. Oh, okay, makes sense. Makes sense. But yeah, make sense. um, Kingsley Benadir is currently starring in. My favorite show at the moment, which is Secret Invasion on Disney Plus. Okay, I do need to actually watch that. I, I thought it was the guy from Bridgerton when I first watched the trailer. Um, but yeah, no, 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 I'm 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 really excited for it, man. 2024. Um, it'd be a good film. I love a good biopic. Um, my favorite one of my favorite when that thing was going around about you know, pick eight films. Um, one of the biopics was in there was Ray. Ray is one of my all-time favorite films. It's um a film that I watched like three years ago. Um not for the first time, but when I watched it, I was cr- I was absolutely bawling um, at one scene. Like, and I'm not afraid to admit that because Ray's a very sad film. But I do love a biopic. Can't wait to see it. Um, yeah, what was your thoughts on the trailer? Uh, I kind of excited, but I'm a bit like, do you know what it is? I'll be honest. Biopics aren't moving me at the moment, but okay. biopics, I suppose. Say. However, I do say that when I watch them, I enjoy them. And I've been trying to watch, and maybe it's because I've heard how good uh, is it stand up the Bob Marley theater show is. Okay, I've really focused on going to see that, so I haven't really locked into this, but I've locked into it because I kind of like Kingsley Benadir, Kingsley Ben Adim, what's his name? Kingsley Benadir, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm confused on how he's going to play Bob Marley. Do you know what? As well, what I will say is Bob Marley's. Pat were like isn't that strong wasn't that strong like it's very like it was very easy to understand whereas like like so I'd like my my biggest things are is the accent gonna sound authentic I don't think he's got a hard job and from what I saw on the trailer it's like it's passable it's not amazing it's passable um but yeah I just thought I thought the aesthetics looked okay but yeah I think I think it, I think it, it has potential to be really great and it and I think if people take their their kind of, you know, when people go into films and they're like, I'm already going to hate it because of X, Y, and Z. 
I think if people don't go into the film with that and just take it for what it is, I feel like they'll really enjoy it. Shout out to Michael Ward as well in the trailer. Michael Ward, yeah. Obviously, you've already said it on here, but Michael Ward is... I'm not going to say he's an underrated actor because he's not, mm. but he was he was a disrespected and uh, misunderstood actor. Now, yeah. I think that's because he came through Top Boy, and I think... There is a thing, a thing I always accuse you of, and I'm still certain about it, of proximity of black British culture, right? So that when something like essentially comes from the ends, or in Top Boy's case, it doesn't necessarily come from the ends. It was written by an older, I think, Irish journalist, but is filled with actors from the ends. And there's a familiar story that we know there's a certain proximity we feel to it, and we can start to underrate these things. We can start to not give them the praise and diligence that, I think they deserve, right? And mm-hmm. I think that actors who have been in things like Top Boy often get that, that they're often a victim of the proximity they have to black culture. We have this thing in black culture where it's very much like, well, if you could do it, I could do it. But Michael Wood was great when he came into Top Boy. Yeah. He, he'd been great in Small Axe. He was great in Empire of Light. Yeah, I think he's really carving out his own lane. Like he's really yeah. showing that yeah, I'm a serious actor. 100%. Empire of Light is one of my favourite films man, of last year. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then another trailer dropped yesterday. Mm. Wonka. Um, I'll let you lead on this. What did you think of it? I was actually really looking forward to this. Timothy Chamele or Chamele or Chalet or what have we? Chamele. Chamele. M. Night Shamalam Lamam Shimley is um, Skitty Skitty Scala. Shouts to Byron Messiah. He is somebody who, as an actor, I want to hate on him. I don't know why I just want to hate on him. He's got a beautiful face. I do understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. He just seems like he would be pretentious. However, I will be honest, he just keeps up putting on, he just keeps up putting up three pointers. Like he hasn't, to my knowledge put up a film that i think is atrocious i was worried about june because june is like sci-fi sci-fi like top of the tree do you get it so uh, this is the thing i still need to watch um i think i said it here i think i said i missed it in the cinema and then i tried to watch it at home like three times and i just wasn't paying attention and i said to myself i watch this in the cinema i know i'll love it like it's like i think it's like an immersive experience but because i was at home i didn't appreciate it as much so mm. I think that, uh, if they do like a, a showing where I'm able to watch June before, before June part two comes out, then I'll watch it. And then I'll be like, blood, this is sick. Cause it does it look It was old. in the cinema for months as well, by the way. I, so I, I know, I know, I know, I know. I lacked, I lacked heavy, I lacked heavy. Yeah, but, I'm going um, for June, June is top of the tree. Fair enough, I'll let you off. But June is top of the tree. That's like the book and the film that inspired Star Wars, which obviously inspired so much more. It's like the tree of lineage for when it comes to sci-fi. When so did they come out? 2021? I think, I, I'm not sure. 2021, 2022, I can't remember. But he did really well in that. He's obviously had many, many other starring roles that he's marked, both like critical acclaim ones and then things that are actually led. And... I was like, yeah, okay. As much as I want to hate on this guy in his face, he is he is actually really good, right? Yeah, can't, yeah. 
yeah, like he's a great actor. However, I saw the Wonka trailer. I said, yo, this is wasp, bro. Like, this is not. Huh? And I think, I think, I think it's because, yeah. Yo, him, that's him, him. Hold on, hold on. Let me lie. Right, I right. think it's because he's too good and too serious an actor. I don't think that the whole thing of Willy Wonka, yeah. Originally, it was Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder is an amazing actor. He's just the right amount of goofy but serious. He's very whimsical. Like, he can portray Willy Wonka super well. And obviously, he has the musical theatre background. He throws his little steps with this. Then it was Johnny Depp, who... Johnny Depp, in his pomp, in his heyday, as much as I hate on Johnny Depp as a human being, when he was in his prime as an actor, he could get them kind of absurdist roles off. Like, obviously, Edward Siderhands, Jack yeah. Sparrow... Willy yeah. Wonka just came at the right time. I don't think Timothy Chalamet can handle the whimsicalness of Willy Wonka. And it's quite funny because it leads to, on the last episode, not the last episode, but on the episode that you and I were not on here, yeah, we did not, we weren't here, but they were talking about Tom Holland and Timothy Chalamet and the parallels in their career, right? And how Timothy picks great great films with critical acclaim and Tom has obviously got the Marvel blockbuster but he can't find his you know he can't find his yeah his super serious defining role yeah and it's so funny how this one container has dropped and I've watched public opinion switch up everybody is like yo Tom Holland should have got this and I understand why they think you know what I hear you know what I didn't even think of that, you know, but you should have. I fully understand why they think that. And I think it's for several reasons. First of all, Tom Holland has the musical theatre background. Like he can dance and he can sing and he can do all of those things that would bring Willy Wonka to life. And then beyond that as well, he's also like silly enough that he can do the little corny parts, but also put a really good acting performance on when he needs to. Like he can do both of those things. And I think... Timothy has managed to etch a persona that's so cool, it rarely looks corny. Yeah. Whereas Tom can use that to his advantage at times, mm-hmm. which would be perfect in here. Obviously, yeah. he wouldn't maybe be old enough for Willy Wonka, but if you're going to have Timothy, you might as well have Tom. Well, this is this is what I was going to say, because this is what I think they should do. I think they can... I thought the Wonka trailer looked okay. Um, I really liked it i really liked kind of the story of them telling uh wonka startup and how he became willy wonka um but i think they can turn it into a trilogy personally i think they could so there was what there was two books but somebody raised a great point i think i saw this on twitter as i see a lot of things yeah as we are chronically online on this podcast and they said that people forgotten the thing that was great about the Gene Wilder film, the original, is that they remembered that the film is, or the book is called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The film is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Like they center around Charlie and his family and his grandfather and that journey. And Charlie is the protagonist. And Wonka is like a weird kind of anti-hero person empowering yeah. him. He's basically the Wizard of Oz. Like, yeah. And... The, the Willy Wonka that Johnny Depp was in and then this one that is coming, both sent up Willy Wonka as a protagonist and the main guy. And it's like, that's actually not what the book is it's about. Really what, about what we're saying. This is, this is what I think should happen. 
I think film one be about the origin of Willy Wonka. Cool. Film two, Willy Wonka's factory doing really well, blah blah, and then middle of the middle of the um like in the second act or whatever, sales start to go downhill, um, and then like the third act, the the chocolate factory shuts. Willy Wonka's depressed, blah blah. Then that third, which is basically a retelling of the Gene Wilder um, films. And it's like, you know, instead of, do you remember um, when they did Dark Knight Rises and Batman was all disheveled and he was grey and X, Y, Z? I think you do it in a certain way where we've watched him go from this and then now we see him like, oh, he's old, he's frail, he's blah, blah. Why has the camera done that? That's really weird. Um, I wanted to zoom in on us. I thought okay. you were really getting into it. I said, yeah, let's let's um, let's listen to CJ. Okay, yeah, so um, yeah. So he's he's frailed and you know, blah blah. And obviously, Charlie, this new light, and then how you can kind of like you know, it's all about kind of um not is it foreshadowing foreshadowing? Seeing Wonka can see Charlie in him, like can see himself in Charlie. You see what I'm saying? And then we get the retelling of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Do you, get, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 360. And I feel like if they do that, that will be a fucking sick trilogy. That would be amazing. When I when I saw it, I said, there's room for three films here. And then I said, how would they do the second though? Because the, it needs to get from, this is this is who Wonka is, to then Charlie being in it and then bang. But that's how they should do it. And I don't even, th- I think in the third film, they don't show Wonka for about an hour yeah i like it i like it i like it because i feel like that's how it is in the gene wilder film they don't show for like a half hour like he comes yeah, in yeah. and even in the book like i need my reparations and i need my pays so thank you anyway <laughs> and even in the book i feel like wonka comes in later like they go to the factory and they don't see wonka properly for time like they're wondering about the factory when he arrives it's a big like it's a moment they're like oh shit he's actually here wow god that's yeah. their steve jobs how pink is that? Their man are like, raw Willy Wonka, you invented fucking peanut butter and jelly chocolate. You are the fucking most creative mind of our generation. <laughs> fucking scary. Shout out to them, though. Just poor, hungry Victorian children. Shout out to Charlie. We need our reparations because Charlie was meant to be black. Was he? Yeah, Charlie was meant to be black. So here's the thing about Roald Dahl. I'm a big Roald Dahl reader, and I want to say fan. But the yeah. thing about Roald Dahl... Racist. Raging racist, raging, raging. Ain't ain't really Wonka like a slave owner because the Oompa Loompas and that. Well, indentured servitude, you know, maybe not slavery. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, you know, the Oompa Loompas are clearly pygmies, probably from New Guinea or somewhere, a similar type area in, you know, Western or Central Africa that are paid in cacao beans. And uh, you know, they changed their color from black to orange to make it less overtly racist. He hated on many, many things. I think he has some anti-Semitic characters in his um books. He had uh, you know some anti-Asian sentiments. I think anti-black. Oh, the world, obviously, like the world really fucked before the internet, innit? But he didn't all out hate black people. Like he did, he didn't trust them, but didn't hate him. Okay. And Charlie was meant to be a black kid. Apparently it was supposed to be about like a black kid's rags to riches and an old white man seeing I himself mean, and a young you know, black kid. 
do you know what though? I feel like that would have that would have taken away from the story as a like I would have just been like, do you think all black kids are poor? So I'm not mad at it. That he's not. I'm not mad at it. But, but it is mad that his his publishers were like, yeah, bro, nah, this, this story about black kids that's not gonna fly. Nobody wants to hear stories about black kids, man. Get out of here. And then yeah, boom. That's how we ended up with little white Charlie. Okay. Shout yeah. out to the man selling little white Charlie. Shout out. Yeah, um, on the landing. Oh god. So what? You don't think it's gonna be good though? I think it'll be perfectly fine. I think they're gonna put in money. I don't think Timothy has made a terrible film. I don't think it'll be lower than a 6.5 out of 10. I okay. think it'll be perfectly fine. I think the story of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is good enough that it could be a brazy film with the yeah. right. 100%. And I think there's enough that goes in. Like, if they get Victoria, what's her name? You know, the girl that eats all the chewing gum and she goes purple. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Custis, Gloop, and them, man. If they get all of that, if Charlie's done right, if all of them are done right, it will be great anyway. But I do think Timothy was not necessarily the right person for it. I feel like it's going to get super, like, almost Wes Anderson or Tim Burton-ish. Like, where it's, like, off-kilter yeah, and see, a little bit. I can see Tim Burton ish, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, like a, a little bit of pastiche of that, which will be fine. But also, it's enough now. Like, why don't we just have a good Willy Wonka? Yeah, exactly. No. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That's Tupac. It was bad. It was bad. But, I mean, Again, I like it wasn't like I like the world in that, but I think the best thing about it was the characters around it rather than Charlie and Willy Wonka. Like I think it was the Augustus Gloop and Victoria, whatever yeah. her name, Bubble Gummies and all of this. Like yeah. But um yeah, I think we need to move on to the next subject. Sorry. Cool. Pick up everybody who shouts you out of work hours, like, yo, are you busy? Um my G, it's 11 p.m. Like, it doesn't even matter if I'm busy. I was going to say, who is shy <laughs> outside of work at this time? Don't worry about that. It's halfway through the year, CJ. It's halfway through the year. And yes. I want to broach a subject that you weren't sure on, but I think we should do because I think it's good to contrast and compare. No, 100%. And see how, no, you said how it, I things change. I saw the error in my ways. I, I, yeah, I, I, things are going to change. I do your music, so it's fine. Go ahead. Let's talk about our favorite shows, series, all of this stuff from the year because there's going to be a lot in it. Like, there's going to be a lot yeah. that happens in this year. I think a lot of people wait for the summer, the autumn, the winter. So, we're going to get a lot of bangers that come through the year from this point. And also, I think things change with time. So, we were arguing in the group chat, Jude and me, about the first time I saw Far From Home, and I was like, yeah, it's really good. And then, like, literally a couple of days later, I was like, actually, this film is too. too packs of ass that's an exaggeration hyperbole but it is not a good marvel film i'll tell you that it's probably bottom 10 um and like, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree i would i really wouldn't disagree. yeah and like, i just feel like time helps you see certain things about certain films right mm-hmm. like there's films i liked as a kid that now i'm like i don't know i don't know i don't know and I think there's shows that I've watched so far this year that I want to know if I still feel strongly on by the end of the year. And some of them I know because we still talk about shows and TVs in the chat 
And I'm like, yo, you lot still haven't watched this. This is still booming. And obviously the Emmy nominations come out and we're going to glance over that. But I think we should start with talking about some of our favourite shows and series. So how should we do this? Do you want to start with Mariah, Ross and Jude's picks because they're not here? Or yeah. should we start with our own? Let's, let's right, do cool. them. Let's do their picks. All right, cool. Let me, let me go back and find some of them because I think... Some of them I'm going to super argue with, and I get to flames them because they're not here. So, so um, let me start with Mariah quick, yeah? Mariah, the TV show that he gave, I'm not going to argue with it. I haven't seen it yet. I'm so excited to watch this. I'm waiting for it to arrive on Disney Plus so I can watch it full HD. No qualms, no problems. Just the bear, uh, Oh, well, you know, 4K things. The Bear Season 2, yeah? He said his notes were it greatly expanded on the characters we met in season one, created compelling depth in 30 minute episodes, has two or three episodes in the cover for best episode of television this year. Right. We know Mariah, but most importantly, we know how much Mariah loves Succession and how much he has loved Succession this year. Yeah. So for him to have watched season two and said it has episodes which are going up as some of the best episodes of television this year. That's crazy praise. That's saying a lot, I can't lie. And you know what? I respect Mariah's decision a lot. Decision making a lot. So, that is crazy. Some of the best TV this year. That's I'm so excited to watch this. So, it comes out on Disney Plus, I think, next Wednesday. Yeah, next Wednesday. Bruv. I love The Bear. So, we've been watching a lot. And even with Succession, I seshed Succession after I finished season one of The Bear, and I said, as much as I like Succession, to me, it is not as good as The Bear. It's not as good as Severance, which I also bang on about, and White Lotus. Funnily yeah. enough, the Emmys have come out. Like I said, we're going to talk about them at the end of the pod, but White Lotus, is, White Lotus and Succession are up head-to-head in a lot of the same categories, which is super interesting. And one thing I can say about The Bear, White Lotus and Succession is they all have amazing actors like all of the acting in it whatever you think of the writing and storyline all of this stuff in between the performances by everybody within them is next level so yeah man i'm 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 gonna i can't say i back it because i haven't watched season two yet but i'm not mad at it but it does lead us on succession final season of one of hbo's top tier drama slash dark comedies probably the best episode of television this year like we knew we'd say and pretty much a masterpiece of storytelling from start to finish. I'm not mad at it, man. I'm not mad at it. I still need to finish Succession. I haven't watched the five episodes that I need to watch. I know. It's mad. I, I haven't had time, bro. I will get to it. I will get to it. I've got, I'm going to Birmingham this week. So when I'm on the train, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to download it and watch it. I'm Do you know what? That's so funny. Listen, he's in North London. The train to Birmingham is like 80 minutes. You can just about squeeze a one episode of succession. No, 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 no. I'll get, the, I'll get the long train and I'm poor right now. So. Oh, okay, all right. I'm, I'm, here, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely getting that one hour 16 train. I'll never get that. I'll never get the other one. Once I got that wow. one. Anyway. Um, now, that slow train is jarring. But anyway, that's, let's, let's not get into the, the, the innards of public transport. I think Succession, as much as I've said, it's not my favourite ever show. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, because it's on HBO, people want to call up the comparisons to The Wire and to 
you know, all of the best Y shows, the best HBO shows ever, whether you think that's Westworld, whether you think that is whatever, whatever you think it is. Yeah. yeah. Last of Us. I think Succession is quality. I think it's great TV. I think the writing is really good, but I think so much of it is ad-libbed that it is not carried by its acting performances, but it's clearly led by the theatrics of it and the, the dynamics of each character. I think what it does do amazingly well is it drops so much relevant information, and you're going to see it in these five episodes, little nuggets of information that are so important to each character just like in a throwaway comment, like you find about out about it in real life, like, like you see where that age is. Yeah? I'm I'm now thirty. I've just touched thirty. You're in your mid twenties, yeah. You're that age, yeah. yeah. Thank you. I know it's great. It's great to get older. No cap. We didn't think we'd make it this far, but we're at that age, yeah, where um adults let us in in the truth of the matter. Oh, when you find out all the family secrets and that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, yeah. I listen. I got one uncle. Just know, you're a joke, man. Yeah. Do you get well, it? You get it? You get it? You're always thinking, yo, why? Why, why have you been like, beefing them? Like him, why is this this way? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And see, before you wouldn't know these things, yeah. But now you're the age, yeah. Like you'll be at the family link up, family barbecue, whatever. You might be having a drink with your cousin, and you know your dad might walk past. You might make a throwaway comment, but you just piece it all together. And it's like, oh shit! Why that's the uh... succession does that so well. Like it would, someone will say one line in one moment, and you'll be like, oh my god, that is why that happened. Like that, that is why people look at this person like this. That's uh, okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's patterned oh, that yeah. dynamic of the family so well. I have done all the work that I was supposed to do this morning. Um, like I said, I just need to make a TikTok. Um, mm-hmm. so when I finish doing that, it's gonna take like ten seconds. Uh, 10 minutes if that I'm mm-hmm. gonna turn on an episode so uh, I, think, I think you should because I think I think the beauty of succession is that it spends these previous what that this was the fourth season right so I spent the previous three seasons leading up to this and obviously I thought it was great storytelling season to season but what they managed to do is tie everything up in a neat bow in this season but not only just up the stakes but just add those little bits that made it so much better in completion. Like individually, season by season, besides season four, I think they're all great. They, they're all like eight out of ten, strong eight out of tens. Yeah. But collectively, as a season or a series, sorry, it's probably like a good 9.2. Like, yeah, they've done that well with it. So big him up. I can't argue with him. I can't argue with him. Finally, Mariah's final pick. And I think I'm going to agree with this one. This one's definitely going to make the final turn. John Wick 4. As action-packed as action-packed gets. Great visuals from start to finish. One of the best action movies I've watched. I'm not going to argue with it, man. I love John Wick. I'm a John Wick stan. I'm still trying to watch John Wick 3. But yeah, I couldn't find it anywhere. So when um, I do, I will run to watch You three. haven't watched 3 yet. How did you feel about the last two? Um, I didn't like one. I thought it was low budget. Number two was really good. It up the stakes, up the budget. Um, scenes were a lot better. Um, camera work was a lot better. I thought, um, um, choreography was great as well. Keanu Reeves, um, Keanu Reeves rather. Keanu, you know, Keanu Reeves. Um, liked him. He's really good for the role. Um, yeah. I think I have to rate one because yeah, it was low budget, but that's because 
like it was a, almost a passion project that the directors and Keanu did just to do something because they wanted to do it. Like, yo, let's yeah, get I remember you saying, I think you said it here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and like that managed to get the investment to then build up. And the camera work improves and the direction improves because they're all learning the job. The directors of John Wick are actually stunt choreographers. Like, okay. So they're stunt choreographers who like Kung Fu films and they like video games and they like action movies with Keanu, they're all friends. They said, Let, let's make our own spin on that. And they made it wavy. Like they made it wavy. Yeah. So I appreciate every single one of what they are. And I think one or two are so well done. Like the thing about one is it's so, this is going to sound ridiculous, but it's literally realistic in the sense of the action scenes that he always reloads the perfect number of times. He always makes sure he's behind the perfect bit of cover. Like, he always makes sure the shot is actually possible. And that's why one and two are amazing. Like, they're grounded in that small episode of realism. Whereas three and four just get out and out ridiculous. Almost in a fast and furious Mission Impossible type way. But I have no problem with it when it comes to John Wick. Purely because I feel like it has become a comic book world. Like, it's got its own law. It's almost like I'm watching The Boys or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like... Or, or Watchmen, like it's not supposed to be just normal human earth. It's like, yeah, we are we are on another level, and I'm not mad at that whatsoever. So, yeah, John Wick, big fan, big up morale. What morale? Do you want to read Jude? Yeah, I don't know. You're gonna have to at, you're gonna have to at me. Oh, don't worry, I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you. Because you know, I don't, I don't want him to get bored of my voice. I know it's hard to get bored of my voice, but you know. I don't want to still. Cool. So Jude's um, favorite things of this year. Um, I'll start with films. Rye Lane. Um, he, Jude says, I love it because it gives life to the characters the big screen seems allergic to, stressing the importance of representation across the board and, uh, and also showing the ingenuity of some ideas. The best and only black British rom-com. Um, no cap. I agree. I agree. Um, there's no, there's no secret. Um, when I came into Rye Lane and you know when we were talking about it, you and Jude already saw it early. I had no faith in it. I said, "Oh no, no, this film is gonna be meaty." I thought it was gonna be like pirates. I thought it was gonna be like pirates, but love. Oh, chill. And I tried so hard to like pirates, and I tried so hard to like that Reggie Yates film, um, oh. the Boxing Day film. I tried so, like, I tried so hard to like that. Like I never watched that, I'm not gonna lie. No, no, honest to God, like I tried so hard. And when it never worked, I was like, fucking hell, man. Like another one, like another miss. Um, I thought only we can do like the hood the the, the classic British hood films the best. And we can't even get the flipping director because he's a Rangan. Do you know what I mean? So that's this is this okay. is my, this All right. my so that was my thinking. But then Ry Lane came. And within the first ten minutes, I'd say I was, I was, in, I was, in, I was intrigued. I was involved. I think I was listening to actually another film podcast that helps inspire me. Actually, uh, called the Big Picture. Shout out to the Big Picture. I think it's on the Ringer Network. It is the only other film podcast that I listen to. Surprisingly, I want to get into some more. So if you guys have got some good ones, send me some recommendations. But um, I listen to it because obviously sometimes I'll watch a film and we haven't all watched it or I know we're not going to talk about it on here. 
and I almost need that discourse with other people. So even though I know I can't talk to the people in the podcast, it still makes me feel like, yo, I'll part of a conversation. Like, I have my headphones in on the computer be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I heard that bit. And they actually spoke about Riley. And um, it's an American podcast, by the way. And they were full oh. of praise for it. Like, they thought it was one of the best films of the year. And not that I disagree, because I absolutely do. I think that film is great. And I think it's going to get that same problem of British pro- black British proximity of like, oh, well, you know, it's just a film about Peck and Riley. And we all go there. We could have done that. Da-da-da. But I made a film about Coyne and Box Park. You guys wouldn't fucking say it was that sick. But um, they said, yeah, you see how this film's about Paris and Paris is a, or New York and they are a character in the film. Like it really characterizes these places and yeah. makes them look sick and makes them look amazing. Yeah, like especially uh, Peckham itself. Like I'm watching it and not only am I seeing it and being like, oh, I've been there, or I recognise that spot, but it actually brings the proper life to them. Like it's proper like, yo, I love that spot. Or, yo, oh yeah, I remember going there type moments in it. Because obviously you, you, you're from South London. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I do love South London. Everyone knows that it's my favourite part. You do. Um, but I've never been to Peckham. So... When I seen it though, and I was watching it, and you know, I was seeing all these markets and things, I was like, "Oh, I've seen those on my friends' like Insta stories, or I've seen that. I've never seen it in real life, but I've seen it." Um, and obviously, moving to London as well um, recently. If no one knows, I don't talk about it a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it it it, it felt. It's uh, this is weird. Okay, so uh, it felt new. And the way I can best explain it is I think I'll only get it. Because I'm new to London, mm-hmm. it felt like on screen, this is like, this is new to them. If that makes sense, what I'm trying to yeah. say. Okay. Yeah, I think I kind of do. It's like, you're like, discovering parts of yeah, London. Discovering, the and, and they were trying, yes, yeah. And it's and that's why like I, I liked it as well. Like it was, it was, it was great, man. It was great. Great film. Good love story as well. Some parts were dumb. Don't get me wrong. I wish you could change some parts, but not every film can be perfect. But it was good. Yeah, I think I think what is great about it is that is that person's debut film. And I think that is like it's basically saying, look, this, they're going to go on and do great things. Like, if this is what you do on film one, like by the time you get to film four, it's mad. Yeah. This is like you see what I was saying about Wes Anderson, yeah, and watching his films and how they make me film feel. Uh, Bottle Top is a Bottle Top Rocket that, like, that's one of his first films. I think it's Bottle Top Rocket, yeah, it's Bottle Top Rocket, yeah, 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 yeah. This almost feels like I'm watching the, the director's Bottle Top Rocket, like, I feel like I am witnessing the beginning of something. Shout out to Rain Allen Miller. It feels like I'm watching the beginning of something. And it's so interesting to me because she's actually born in Mali, but she lived in Bricky. I went Brit school in Croydon. Like, so she's been all over. But to know that she's not from Raleigh is so fascinating for me. That's so mad. Because I watched it and I was like, this girl has to be from yeah, she's straight. not even because she's been around South London. Brixton is next to Peckham. Croydon yeah. is not far, like, but she's like not even 
the way that she's put it, it's like a love letter to Rylane. Yeah. And I have I have fond memories of that place. So if you know me, you know I got into broadcast by doing radio and represent radio used to be on Queens Road Peckham, which is like five, ten minutes away. And when you're young, when you're a kid, you don't go to certain areas of Peckham. Like you just don't do that, bruv. <laughs> like you just meth. You just don't do in fact, you don't leave your borough because it's on tops. Yeah. So I remember being like 17, 18, going Peckham for the first time to go radio. And like being like, yo, what's this place? Like, yo, this is sick. And da 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 discovering new spots and new girls, new sounds, new smells, new tastes, all of that. Yeah. And like I so I have an area like the area of Peckham gives me a certain type of nostalgia. And this film manages to make it nostalgic in a fresh way for new I'd people. I'd like to say as well, shout out to the female actor. I don't know of the name is Vivian Apara. Shout out to her. Shout out to her. She Stole the show for me. Cold. She the film. Um, yeah. I like her counterpart as well, you know. I really do. I, I like him, but I feel like she was like, she was just amazing. She, but she, you have to remember David Johnson, that's his name. I think, I think what you have to remember is that he is meant to be like, timid. quiet. Oh, yeah, exactly. She's supposed to be overbearing on him, that thing, like, it's almost a yin-yang thing, and I think they both managed to act out that dynamic so well. Um, But, yeah, big up, big up all the Americans and, you know, eventually Japanese tourists and Asian tourists and all of this who are going to come to Rye Lane expecting to find young love and find a lot of Nigerian aunties shouting at them and telling them to get out of the road. And you know, a bunch of youth who uh might or may may or may not be uncouth, you know. Like all I'm gonna say is yeah, it's like Paris, isn't it? Don't believe the hype. Okay, <laughs> cool. And then moving on. Um, um Jude said the Mandalorian as his TV show. Um that's said, interesting. He said, I think it's a goated series that is transform that is transforming the way Star Wars exists giving it more of a reason to keep expanding. Not only does it have Pedro Pascal, he's expanding on the lore of Star Wars. I believe it makes a more enticing, uh, more, I believe it makes it more enticing for the average fan. Now, I like Star Wars. I don't like Star Wars that much to dive into the lore and stuff like that. Um, So, I can't really talk about this one, Um, but the Mandalorians just never gripped me. Even from series one, I thought it was a bit boring. Um, so I never, never ever watched it um, past series one. But yeah, I can't. This is an interesting one for me because I probably wouldn't have said this if you made me list out my top shows from the year. But I do love it. Like I love The Mandalorian. I've watched every season. I think it is sick. I think yeah, he's completely right. It expands on the law, and I think from where it sta- starts in season one, where it's like. A slow build is a really and that's what they do really well with these Star Wars TV shows. Okay. Like they build them out really slowly. And I'm a fan of that. Even Rings of Power, like the Book of Boba Fett, obviously Rings of Power is Lord of the Rings, but the Book of Boba Fett and or all of these series are proper, like even succession, like they're drip feeding you and they're building a world and you get to know characters, all of this stuff. And then suddenly it starts to make sense and things start falling into place. I think the Mandalorian has done that so well. It's made me care. Like, I care bare about Grogu. I'm starting to like Grogu more than I like Yoda. 
Like, and Yoda's obviously the OG. Do you get it? But like, right now, if you if you put them both in a room, you said, "Yo, you got to kick one off the cliff." Yoda, you might have to go, bro. You know, you lived a long life. I, I I really like the side characters. I really like the law of of Mandalore because growing up as a kid, when it came to Star Wars, I do like Star Wars. And I used to think the bounty hunters were basic. I used to think Boba Fett was the hardest of mm. guys cold. Mm. And like to now get like reasons, like a religion, like all these factors as to why he is how he is, it's somewhat fulfilling. I'm like, yo, this is sick. Like, okay, my man's like this because of this and da 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 da. Like, there's just lots of positive factors about it. I think the action is good. There's actually emotive moments. I can't fault Jude for for putting it there still. Yeah. Um, this is what it is. Like, like I said, it's a Mandalorian, isn't it? Uh, I think you should watch it. I think if you like Star Wars and you haven't really gone to it, my brother always bangs on about me watching the Mandalorian. I probably will get down to it one day. Yeah, Suzumi. So, Suzumi was another one of uh Jude's picks. Um, and this is a story about a girl on a journey to save her country from the evils of a parallel world, um, that causes natural disasters that sh- um, that only she and a few gatekeepers can see. A rom con rom-com and a slice of magical life type film it really captures the wholesomeness of top-notch japanese animation as well as the magic it, of its construction i, I really like may with her by the way so i do apologize that's all good i like that he um picked this one this is the one that i actually said that i recommended so it's the anime director that i said everyone should go see makoto shinkai we we spoke about him a lot in um we spoke about him a lot like on a previous episode i think it'll be episode two or even three mm. i think this guy is a crazy anime director i do think examining his films he could add a few more dimensions to them but i did really enjoy this like the way he draws and the way he gets these characters and makes you feel about them crazy like crazy like there's just something about the way he draws that like is the anime stereotype in the best way like everything that people say about how beautifully it's drawn and how it looks like like moving on all of this stuff that is how every single one of his films look shout out to his animation team and you do always end up like wanting to root for these characters like they're so he's so good at again writing family dynamics that are like they might have a hint of relatability they might not but like regardless of what it is in that sense you still think like well i want the best for you like you see you see someone in all of his films and you think oh i might know someone like that do you know what i mean so yeah yeah like big up suzumi big film it's not my favorite shinkai but yeah very good and then do you want to go next? All right, I'm trying to find mine because I, I actually thought I put mine down in the chat and I never. So <laughs> you better yeah. think of yours. You better yeah, think I've of got, yours. I've got them, I've got them. But yeah, go on. Um, do I even know mine actually? I said <laughs> anyway, yeah. Tar. I still haven't seen Tar. I know people listening to this podcast are gonna flog me for that. I still have not seen Tar. I saw someone rate it a one out of ten, and I was just like, Yeah, I know this film at a one out of ten. That yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Uh, Kate Blanchett with a powerhouse performance, said Ross. It's almost purposely difficult to connect with early on, but unravels beautifully. 
tense builds to a great crescendo and a finale that delivers the funniest punchline of the year. Wow. Okay. Probably like white people funny. Like I bet if we like sorry, it's not funny. Shout out to you, Russell. That is so funny. I want to I need to watch it because I've heard so many good things. I heard it's up for a lot of awards. I have not I'm not getting delved into the hmm? Didn't talk about last year though, technically. Maybe I was actually just thinking that I was like, do I get to pick this? Like, it definitely. Maybe I can. Maybe I can sneak in some late twenty twenty twos. Because if we're sneaking in late twenty twos, and I'm sneaking in a good film that came out. <laughs> Listen, but, we'll let you get there. But I do. I really like. I do like Tar Man. I like. No, no, I like the idea of Tar. So I haven't seen it, obviously, as I said. But I like the idea of Tar. Is it? Is it, is it like Whiplash kind of? Yeah, that's what I remember thinking when I saw the. Because she's that. Doesn't she want to learn, or she teaches people like how to play instruments? She's a conductor or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Like, I'm glad we've mentioned it. So obviously, people who 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 watch this by the end of the year can see we spoke about it, and then hopefully we've both watched it. Maybe we can be like, "Yo, that was really good." Um. So yeah, let's just see. I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna watch it somehow why why hello high force ross has all the niche peaks which i quite like yeah he has close my picks that i really want to like go on, go on is it close is this the one no, not close okay two close friends who's school friends by the way who suffer a rift when their intimacy is questioned very tender and moving possibly missed as foreign language but can be found now on movie say no more need to watch that Need to watch that. It sounds very interesting. I like. I feel like this year is probably the year that, in a while, I've least been on my foreign cinema, which is not good. It's actually very, very bad. I feel like I need to, you know, have a have a gander back into it. And this is heavy praise in it. I trust Ross. So if he's saying this is a good foreign cinema film to watch, I'm getting into it. I wonder what language it is. Let me check actually right now while we're on the pod. Close film. Oh, this came out at the end of last year. All right, you can sneak in the 2022. Where is it from? Lucas Dont. Where are you from, Lucas Dont? Belgian. Wow, this guy's young. He's two years older than me and he's on like his third film. Way to make me feel shit. <laughs> Just saying, like, God, what am I doing? <laughs> After that little existential crisis. <laughs> it was crazy. Bruv, but why you got... Because apparently this is like his fourth film, bro. You're doing okay, don't worry. Big him up anyway. Big him up. I'm I'm jealous, but big him up. That actually does sound crazy. We've been making films for years since he was flipping 21. All right, say no more. Oh, so that's fine. Close. That's another one. Yeah. Belgian. Cool. I wonder I wonder if it's gonna be in what's the Belgian language again? Uh, Flemish. Is it gonna be Fle- Flemish or French? Let's see. You'll have to see. Um, do you want to do this one or should I? You go for it, you go for it. Okay. Um, and then Russ's last pick is Happy Valley, a show that I've been meaning to get around to. Netflix, you will crumble because when I was going to watch it, 
when I literally pressed play on it, the notifications, the notifications saying the Wi-Fi is disconnected. Oh, uh, Netflix, you will crumble. I'm sure I can get it on iPlayer, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, so Russ said, BBC Prestige, uh, Prestige. I'm thinking means pristine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, pr- pr- pristine drama, um, gritty and surprisingly brutal, but with a great comic edge. Sarah Lancaster, Lancashire, excellent. James Norton, the perfect villainous foil. Uh, strong drama with real focus on character. Why is Ross talking like a scholar? Just, just he is put, a scholar, man. Just put it's good. Everyone acts yeah, great. It fucking bangs. Yeah. <laughs> Joke, man. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. Happy Valley, man. I really want to watch it. Like I've been. My friend who doesn't watch shows um, mm. told me to watch Happy Valley, and when she tells me to watch something, I'm like. This must be good. If yeah, you, it must be banging. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're really into it. Um, there was a film with um, a guy from Liverpool and he's mixed race. He's from This Is England. Oh. Stephen Graham. Yeah, Graham. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, He was in a film called Help. It was about COVID and like, um, it was like a Channel 4 thing. Um, and like, she texted me like crying, like, this is beautiful, blah, blah. I watched it. Oh my god, what a film! What wow, about like lockdown and that? It's crazy. It's like it got ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like it's crazy. Like it is a crazy film. Say no more. I'm getting involved. So yeah, that's that's um that's their picks. But yeah, um, have you watched Happy Valley at all? I have not, but I've heard good things. I want to get into them. Um, I feel like I've missed a lot of TV series recently. Like, there's been so much good stuff. I still haven't watched Yellow Jackets, which I've heard amazing things about. Uh, Colin from Accounts, I've heard amazing things about. I'm halfway through I'm a Virgo, which is really good. There's just so much good TV. And I think recently, I said it in the chat, but obviously to, to tell the listeners, I'm probably enjoying TV a little bit more than films. And maybe that's because you can set up story better in TV. Like there's a better connection. Like you get to know the characters and like really and truly a film was probably two at the most three hours long. Right. Whereas um, TV, if it's like, let's say 10, one hour episodes, it's 10 hours of storytelling you get to fill in. So maybe that's actually just a, it's more telling about me and what I want to see. Yeah. And that is growth, development, good writing, all of these things. But yeah, I'm definitely I'm I'm a TV man, man. I'm a TV man. I think I, mean, I think I'm a TV man because I could just blitz through it. Like I'm on like, well, it's a bit shit now. But you, like I finished Desperate Housewives in like two months. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just put that's TV, fast though, bro. Eight series like that. My my friend says to me, I finish shows like that. Like mm. I'm on season three of Grey's Anatomy. Right now, I feel like I'm going slow. Mariah told me about that like four weeks ago. Um, that's like really slow for me. I right. get what you mean. Like it's slow for us who like to bang out things, but when you deep about the entire the show, and sometimes yeah. I feel bad about binging things because I'm like, yo, like the yeah, person they, they, who made they, this, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, they probably don't want me to watch this in like 
that ten days, bro. <laughs> like you spent you spent years making this story shout and unraveling it, and I've got rid of it in two weeks. You're probably shout thinking, shout what? To, uh, my, my friend uh, Telly, um, part of my uh, uh, music group collective, the Grillheads um, campaign, the Grillheads gaffer. Um, he saw Kano um, the day Top Boy came out and told Kano that he watched all of it. Like told him like what happened at the end of Top Boy season three. Um, and Kano was like, "Raw, we spent all that time. He's just bag out in a day." <laughs> like, so I'm glad yeah. he said that. I'm glad he so, said that. I said that. I said to people all the time, and they think I'm mad. Like people are like, "No, nah, just binge, you get out of the way." And I'm like, "Bro, like this is like, things like Top Boy that get ruined, by, ruined for people on Twitter by by people on Twitter." I do watch it early for Marvel films. I watch it early, but anything else, I'll take take my time. Yeah, I hear it. I do hear it. it like ruin it does make sense, but. Oh, it getting ruined, but yeah, still hilarious. Can I just say, yeah, while we've been recording this, somebody's texted me and said they're watching Pirates, and it absolutely killed me. Bro. Like, I was like, what are the chances? That is um, sorry, I feel sorry for them. But carry on, <laughs> keep it your Nah, what do you don't want to go first now? Nah? You want to, you want to, you want to end? Um, all right, cool, I'll go first. Um, so I'm gonna go for some bait picks because no one said them. Um, so film. Into the Spider Verse, across the Spider Verse. Sorry, Into the Spider Verse. Okay. I nearly picked that right now, and um, I decided to, to pivot last minute. So I'm glad I just did. I'm going to go two bait and then one kind of obscure. No, no, it's all right. It's all right to be bait because I'll be real. This needs to, this needs to be picked. It's yeah. too good. Yeah, it's, it's too good. good. Um, it's too good from just uh, just like a surface level. Like if you're watching the film for the first time, but then when you deep that they done so much in the first film to set up in the second film is even crazier. Um, Again, elite storytelling. Elite storytelling. Um, my biggest fear for the third film is Gwen Stacy has not done her voice acting yet, the, the person who plays that, and the film is supposed to be out next year. So yeah, that, but it was going to get delayed, man. This one got delayed by years. Like, oh, man, yeah. But like you know what it was when you signed up. It took them five years to make the second film. I need at least four in between. I just want it to be as good. I want the trilogy to round off perfectly. It's gonna take four years. It's gonna take four yeah. years. There's no way they can just do that. Like, and people need to come to terms with that and know and remember that. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take time. Yeah. Um. So that's that. Secondly, The Last of Us. Um. We spoke quality, quality. about. About, about the last of us here um, i do think it could be better it could have been better i think oh, i think i saw something where they said they're gonna they're gonna do all of the second game in the second series if they do that there's a whole waste what they really need to do what they really need to do what they really should do is do first part of the second game and then the so wait part. Of the third uh, and the second part of the third, of the second game as season three. Carry on. So wait, they're gonna do two and done. They're gonna do no because basically there there's been a like report recently about um like Naughty Dog working on a new IP and that new IP is The Last of Us Three. So they're like, if we oh. do that by the time it's gonna be out and then blah blah. No, just flesh it out a bit more, like flesh out your characters a bit more. If you, I feel that I feel like if you do the whole second game in one series, it's going to ruin it. Um, I don't think like we need to see. Okay, hold on. Have you watched? Have you played the second game? 
I haven't finished it. I haven't finished it. You know what happens, though, yeah? You know the characters. I know characters, but don't tell me anything. Yeah, no, you know, I need to sit down and play it. I need to sit down and play it. I have it. I have it. I have it. I'm going to tell you anything. I feel like we don't need to know who Abby is or see Abby until yeah. the end of the series. And that's what I, that's what I feel like. And then series three completely focuses on her. That's what okay, I think. Yeah. That's fair. That's um, fair. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. It, it's just great. Another great HBO show. I can't wait for season two. Um, glad it's going to come out all the way um, not in next year because it gives it time to, you know, flesh out like the saying and release the third game and whatnot. Um, yeah. And then my my obscure pick is Tiny Beautiful Things with um, Catherine Han. Tiny Beautiful Things. Yeah, so um, there's a, you might have seen the trailer. So the trailer is about a lady, um, and basically her mom died at like, like she she's telling a story about when she was in college, and she's like, "Little did I know, this would be the last present I received from my mom." Blah blah, mm-hmm. and then it's like she spiraled to like heroin, like like loads of different things. Like yeah, great. It's a great great story. So great she off that dog food? Don't get me wrong, like I really liked it, and I think it's a great. I might even watch it again. Like it's that good. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a season two. I'm hearing there's rumblings. There's going to be a season two. Oh, it's a series. This sounds like something that you got to watch with your girl, man. This yeah, no, 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 no. I send, I send you. Uh, if I send you the trailer, you'll really like it. Um, okay, cool. I'm gonna get into yeah. it. Um, it's on like Disney Plus. Um. And yeah, I just I, like I don't I don't really want I don't want to talk too much about it because like it's like oh, it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, it's from, like Hulu, it's from Hulu, it's from Hulu. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I'm involved. But yeah, like it's it's really good, man. It's really really good, and I, I think um, yeah, nice little comedy drama. You you can you can pull it on and just chill and watch it. But yeah, you can learn a lot from it as well. And you know what? As well, I think once again because I've moved recently, I've learned mm. to appreciate things a bit more. And I think it's like, taught me, obviously both my parents are still alive. Thank the Lord. We thank God every day for that. Um, it's taught me to appreciate them more and the things they do for me, the little things. Um, because they're not going to be here forever, unfortunately. Um, and yeah. That's kind of my... Like generally, generally, that's cute. And like, it is important to know and remember. Like, I feel like a lot of the times we do take these things for granted. Like, it's important that like... Yeah, we we take care of our parents and like we remember our parents and we just yeah man yeah well the, the, one of the scenes is in the trailer and basically the mum buys her a coat and she's like this coat shit I don't want it and that's the last present she ever receives from her so I'm, and it's like it's it's like fuck like do you know what I mean so yeah really 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 sad like it's it's, it's really really good man it's really really good it's really, really I really liked it anyway so yeah. I'm on. I'm very, very much, very much on that. Um. Okay, my ones, my ones. I've gone. This is not not bait, but it is almost left. But I do think we should talk about it because I do think this is the most I've laughed in the cinema all year, mm-hmm. and it's going to be the least critically claimed. Okay. Um, cocaine bear. Cocaine Bear was the funniest thing that I saw in um in cinema. 
This film had me cracking up. Are they doing like loads of different cocaine like animals? I have no idea. I heard about cocaine shark. I heard about meth raccoon. I heard about bear. But cocaine bear, I think let's just leave it as is. It's so perfectly ridiculous and funny. It is what Fast and Furious wants to be. Do you get what I mean by that? Like it is absolutely like anything can happen and it's just left and like there's witty moments and like it doesn't try to get too heartfelt. It's just a ridiculous filmy film. You get me? And I think they did so well with it. Like so well with it because it it is tongue in cheek. It takes the piss out of itself the entire time. And it's got some of the most gruesome film, uh, deaths I've seen on screen. All of it. It's just funny, man. It's just funny. I can't talk it up any more or any less. I appreciate what they did and what they're doing. So, yeah. Cocaine Bear. Sick, 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 sick. sick. Um, what is my next one? I forgot for a second. Ah, yes. I wanted to go a bit more niche. And I thought, what's the show that I watched? And I thought, this is extraordinary. I actually said the name of the show. <laughs> it's called Extraordinary. <laughs> I actually literally meant the show is Extraordinary, but it's called Extraordinary. It's on Disney Plus. Okay. And it's it this the the name is a play on words, Extraordinary. It's another young writer, SAS director. The person who wrote the show, I think they're literally again my age, and they've got their first Disney Plus show, and it is slapping and it has inspired me. And it's not like the best like 10 out of 10 ever film. But it's a very good slice of like what I imagine life looks like living in London for some people. Yeah. By some people, I mean probably white. Yeah. And like, but still working class, still like, like, not necessarily hood, but just like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's fun, but with a twist because it's about, I want to say like, like, Stoke Newton or something. Oh, is it actually based in London? I believe so, yeah, yeah. But it's based in a universe where everybody has superpowers, except the lead character, which is why it's called Extraordinary. Instead of, yeah, get it, like, she is literally, so when you turn 18 in this universe, you get superpowers, and everybody has superpowers. I thought that was the world, personally. Yeah, see, see, everybody gets superpowers, except this person. This person is literally extraordinary, she's like... 25 years old, no powers. Everybody's like, where are you getting your powers? And she's like, I've got no fucking clue. Like, she's burning. She's burning. Like, she can never be better than her sister, her parents. She doesn't feel like her parents can really be proud of her. Obviously, they are. But, like, you know, like, feelings of inadequacy is a great is a great way of framing the feelings of inadequacy that we can feel in all of our relationships, friendships, parental, sibling, romantic based to what we do or don't have, whether that is money, whether that is status, whatever it is, whether it's not looking the best aesthetically, whatever those things are, they manage to like show how that manifests and how you treat people and all of this. And I just think it's it's a good laugh. It's a good, easy watch. Basically, someone recommended it to me, Yeah, who, again, like you said, doesn't really usually watch films or shows or whatever. So when they yeah. do, you know, it's a... Uh... Yeah, like, and they were like, oh, yeah, I watched it, like, over, like, three days. So I was like, let me slap this on. Like I said, it's not, like, by any means, like, an 11 out of 10 or anything, but I binged it in a day. Like, it was just proper, super easy watching. Yeah. I said, I'm I really looking forward to seeing yeah. season two. So, I might yeah. do that. Are those, 
Two picks or three? That's two. I got one more. One more for them. I need to do another film because I, I really want to shout out this film. Okay. No, go on, shout out. No, 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 no. Go on. Um, my last pick is um Shrinking featuring Harrison Ford and need Jason Judicus. Need to watch yeah. it. On Apple TV. Apple TV, they got a few shows on there, man. How do you membership? How do you access that without getting a membership? You let me know. Don't say I anything. had a membership, I had a free one for a while, and I, I rang it out. I don't have one anymore. Um, if I did know how to illegally pirate shows, I wouldn't tell you on this podcast that it's gonna go live out to millions of people. Of course. Uh, and I wouldn't know how to do it anyway because exactly. I'm a constantly law abiding citizen. Me as well. Me as well. Do you get it? Netflix, Spotify, Disney Plus, all them things I pay for. I pay for my viewing. You get it. So if you want to know how you can watch stuff when you can't afford a payment, do not DM the Play Them Full Twitter account because we are not going to tell you. Yes, we're not. (laughs) (laughs) But shrinking on Apple TV. I don't know how I'm going to watch season two. Ooh. It's got Harrison Ford. You got me. You got me. You got me. God Goddamn. I guess I'm always gonna have to leave it on season one. And it, left, it ended on a cliffhanger too as well. I'm fucked. Um, yeah, it's got Jason Sudeikis from How I Met Your Mother. He's probably actually my favorite actor from that, if not top two. Who does I he play? Like, um, Ginger guy. Tall. Get married. The ones who Mar- have to get married. Uh, Mar- Mar- Marvin. Marvin. Uh, like, I can't remember the characters now. I mean, you know, actually, all I remember is Ted, who I didn't rate. Marshall, Marshall, that's Marshall, the name of the Marshall. It's Marshall. Yes, I like Marshall. I'm I like Marshall. He, he's my second, he's probably my second favorite as an actor. The next one, obviously, being Robin, aka Kobe Schmolders, who was in the MCU. Big up her, by the way. The way she went from How I Met Your Mother to MCU is crazy. But, um, yeah, I think I think Jason Sudeikis is a great actor. I think he does. No, J- why am I saying Sudeikis? It's Jason Seagal. Sorry, Jason Seagal. That's what, that's what I was thinking, Sudeikis. I was thinking, who's that? There's a few comedic Jasons in it. And I'm not just talking about my real name. Yeah, Jason Bateman, Jason Sudeikis. Jason Seagal, and sometimes I get confused which is which. I never forget which is Jason Bateman, to be fair, because that's the one from Ozark. He's a G. Jason Bateman? No, Wait. I'm thinking of Patrick Bateman. Sorry. No, no, no. Carry on. Carry on. Carry on. No, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. That's all right. That's Jason right. Bateman is the one, yeah, from Ozark. You, see, you had me chipping out. I was thinking American Psycho, dog. What the hell? And then Jason Sudeikis is the one from, um, from Ted Lasso. Okay. Girls, how I met your mother. The three Jasons that are murking that those fears. But um, yeah. Anyway, Jason's girl shrinking. Quality, great cast. It's a really, 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 really good look at people and the way we deal with issues. And the really way it does that is it introduces us to three psychologists who are running a psychologist's practice. And all the psychologists are fucked up. Like every single one of them is going through their own thing in life. And it, you're seeing how they're trying to like talk to their patients. They're trying to get through to their parents, to their patients, sorry. But they also can't because they're just, they're all just finished people. It's got Krista Miller in it, 
Krista Miller is the actor from she's uh the wife in Scrubs, you know, the Cox's wife in Scrubs. Yeah. Yeah, it's her. It's got uh, a woman called Jessica Williams. Beautiful black woman. I don't actually know what she's from, actually. She was um yeah, I can't tell you what films she was in, but she is amazing and shrinking, which is great considering she's literally going against Jason Segel, who's a great comedic actor, and Harrison Ford, like and Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford not playing an action hero. This is why it's great, because they have Harrison Ford playing an old man, yeah. He's obviously an old about to retire psychology. Yeah. But it's almost symbolic of Harrison Ford's life because he's like him being like, yo, I can't run around with the use anymore. Like I'm in I'm in the closing chapters, like, and I need to accept that. And it is his story arc is just about his character accepting and exploring that which is great. Like I said, when you, when you relate it to who Harrison Ford is and where he is at this point in his life. What's that? Sorry. Harrison Ford ain't been the same since a helicopter crash. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's a helicopter crash. I think it's the fact that he's like 88. I mean, yeah, but since a helicopter crash, he's been like, you know, can't do the Expendables 5. He's literally eight years old. I hear you, but I do think at eight years old, I think, Everybody thinks they're going to be Harrison Ford forever. Like, as a man, yeah, I think you have this thing of, like, I'm indestructible. Especially if you actually play action heroes in real life and you do this kind of stuff in real life. Like, your Arnie's, your Jackie Chan's, your Harrison Ford's, whoever else you want to mention. But the reality is time comes for all men. And at some point, your body tells you, yo, it's time. sit that fuck down. Yeah, <laughs> you're you listening. You're 40 next year, dog. <laughs> Who did you say that to? LeBron. Yeah, it's so funny. That is so funny. LeBron's got two more in it, man. The thing is, the reason why people want LeBron to go now is because LeBron, no, if LeBron goes him. now, I don't want him to go now. Okay, but some people do, and I think what that is is they can't bear to see LeBron as a human being because LeBron has been hitting the top of like, you know, the scoring and the assisting and all of these things. He's in the top bracket all the time. And if he plays until he can no longer physically play, he'll suddenly just be a normal player. And people don't want to see that. They want to see and remember LeBron as the best ever. Same thing with Cristiano Ronaldo. Do you get it? I was eight, bro. I've been about 25 now. Do you get it? Like people don't want to see, it's literally the same thing as Cristiano Ronaldo. And I think... That was what is interesting about shrinking to bring it full circle. That is how I feel watching Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford has been in so many of my favorite films: Star Wars, Indiana Jones, like all yeah. of these things where he is the guy and the action no. hero. And no, I've watched Blade Runner. What's that say? No, it just has to take a backseat, kind of. Yeah, like he can't be that guy anymore. Like I'm sure he'll be in the next Blade Runner, but like. Brother, you're doing it. Even the fact that he's doing an MCU film, when I heard that, I was like, dog, you're 80, dog. Like, I don't need you to be General Ross. Like, it's actually okay. Like, you can sit at home. There must be one 60 year old actor out there who can pick up this role. I wonder how fast he walks. That is such an interesting question. I, like, I, like, I just thought. That's fascinating. I'm gonna, that's going to plague me for the rest of the day, genuinely. Like, I, I wish how fast he moves. I can't oh, wait to see this. I can't wait to see it. I'm just thinking the DA gym like in Indiana Jones. Like, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. It's interesting, man. Even like Samuel L. Jackson, like Samuel L. Jackson going back to Secret Invasion, which is a show that I read. And I think by the end of the year, we'll probably reach my my list. 
I think he low is... push it out for me, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I think low key when it comes out in October, it's gonna push it out for me. Yeah. I hear it, I hear it. But yeah, Samuel L was like out, out like let me Google his age. He must be like 75 now. 75 or 76. See, like that's somebody who I've grown up with, like an actor, 74, 74 years old. Okay. Growing up with an actor. And again, his whole story arc in Secret Invasion is like, yo, I'm the old guy now. I can barely keep up with like, all of this stuff. But like, you're watching these things and you have to finish the show and then come back and reflect. And be like, actually, this is for real their reality. Like, they actually are living this. Like, like it's so interesting. He's probably using this show as a way to bow out of the MCU, which I also think is interesting because I'm like, yo, I wonder if he has any qualms that he's working with all of these British actors like Emilia Clark and Kingsley Benedict and all of that. But besides the point, shrinking, go and watch it, Apple TV, somehow. We need to make a list of these 10. So I think maybe when Ross and Drew come back, what we do is we're going to argue okay. over what makes the definitive list. I think we've got a lot of films and shows here right now. And I think so many of them quality, but I think if we were to argue right now, we need to just do a films list and a TV show list, though. Yeah, okay, cool. Because I think it would be unfair, but I would like the listeners at home to tweet oh. us and let us know yeah. what shows, what films you think are the best. What should be um, in there? Is there anything we've missed? Yes, this is what I wanted to say. So just listen, December 2022 counts. Glass Onion is one of the best films I watched last year. I can't lie. Mm, I loved it. I loved it. I think Daniel Craig in that role, home enough to James Bond, um, that role suits him perfectly. Janelle Monet in that role, perfect. Dave Batista in his role, perfect. Like Batista's so good, man. Everyone just played their role perfectly. Play your position. Everyone played it perfectly. So, shout out to Glass Onion. I, I love a murder mystery. I love, so one thing about me, I love sports films like Moneyball. I love um, yeah, great film. Sports dramas. I love bi- biopics. Uh, Shout out Compton, Ray, all of them. Love them, and I love a murder mystery. I love a whodunit man. I love it. I, I'm a sucker for it. Give me a whodunit. So what series. Agatha Christie in there, man? Give, give listen. Give me a give me a whodunit series, bro. Hey, Agatha Christie. Yeah, her money is long. When I was in Portugal, yeah, I saw that they were doing a play. And it was an Agatha Christie play. And then when I got back here, no, when I got to Paris, I saw they were doing one near where I was staying in Paris. And then when I got back to England, I saw another one. I said, wow. Okay. Do you know what it is? I think because my mom had me watching Colombo when I was younger. Colombo's um, deeper. Yeah, deeper. shout out to the mumsies. Shout out to the mumsies. They all love that Colombo. What was that on? That was on after the news before. Yeah, something else. Colombo was crazy. On Sunday was, as well. Was, was, it on, was it on like, if you got home from school early? Before it was on Channel 5. Five for me. I can't remember. I feel like it was on like BBC yeah, One I, or BBC Two. Maybe it was a sick day special. That's when. That's when. That's when I had yeah, you showing your age now. Because it was definitely on Channel Five for me. Um, for you, for you. But um, yeah, nah, it was on like Channel Five, Channel Five, ITV Four. But Colombo, and then um, the Bill Man, the Bill. Mm-hmm. One day, we're gonna have a serious conversation about the Bill on this. And I used to film that by my uncles, so my dad's brother who lives out in Mitcham, yeah. Shout, okay. out, shout out to Uncle Mo, yeah. I remember film, running after the filming trucks in uh Mitchum and being like, Oh, oh, shout out and say, Yeah, let's be in there, let's be in there, let's be extras. Yeah, shout out to the bill, man. Well, funnily enough, my CEO, short mm-hmm. mummy, 
shouting her out. My mumsy, my mumsy at work. Debs. Mm-hmm. She used to be an actor. She was in Desmond's. Um, Jeez. Was in the bill. So when she told me this, when we was in Cannes, I said, you lying? She was like, no, I'm being deadly serious. I went on my phone. I, t- I went on my Twitter. I typed in the bill. And there's bare tweets of me saying, the bill's the best British TV show ever. It's the greatest thing ever, blah, blah. Bring it back. They need to bring it back. That's interesting, man. That's so, It's so interesting to me to what takes off to Yanks. Like, to me, even though I love it, it's so interesting that Brian Lane is the one they're like, oh, we like this. And they're like, this is the best film ever and all of that. Like, I think we're starting to, not that it matters because we're not seeking their validation, but I think we're starting to break through to Americans. Like, stuff like Brian Lane and even as we decide, David Central C is kind of letting them know what we're about. And they're like, oh, this is sick. Like, they have a culture that is not exclusively like tea and crumpets. Mad, mad, but anyway, I'm gonna let you get to bed. I know you've got some work to do, you need to catch up on succession. You go to the office tomorrow. I am, I've got a like half year business review, bill, bro. Like, it's longer. I do a presentation on that. Long, I've got a film tomorrow, so I'm not going into the office at all. Full stop. I need to go to a couple of meetings and that. I'm thinking, do I watch some TV tonight? Is there some stuff I should catch up? I could finish Barry. I watch on your recommendation. I watch Three Thousand Years of Longing. That is an underrated film. Big up Idris. The the film. On the my film I swear you said in the chat it might have been Ross. I swear I someone in the chat said they watched it recently. Did you not watch it the last two months? No, 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 no. I I said I wanted to watch a thousand and one with Tiana Taylor. Ah, oh, Tiana Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to watch that. Well, I can't find it nowhere. So and I, I I'm not a pirate. Um, we'll have to buy that DVD. Trust me, I'll lend it to you. I'll lend it to you. I got you. I got you. I got you. But um, I watched Three Thousand Years of Longing. Idris Elba, the pendulum is swinging. I think you are starting to have more good films than bad. With yeah. Hijack and the way Hijack is being rated, Three Thousand Years, Three Thousand Years of Longing. It's on Amazon Prime right now. I recommend you to watch it. It's a good little film, man. I looked forward to it when I saw the trailer. Then it came out and it got really bad ratings. Then I actually watched it. And I was like, no, this film's it's good, man. It's good. It's right. I'm currently right. watching. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm currently watch watching Amber Virgo. Okay, nice. I'm gonna give myself that go after. Yeah. I'm just watching Grey's Anatomy. I can't like Grey's Anatomy on Love Island right now. That's my life. That's my life. Yeah, Love a lot of Love Island. A lot of Island going off, man. But um, I'm gonna get off it because they're they're all in love now and I don't like it. Nah, don't worry. People, did you watch tonight? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man. The class, the class just happened. It's about to get crazy again, man. That's what we need. Catherine and Ella. Oh, hold on, hold on. That's our spoiler alert. Yeah, 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 yeah. They like uh, Elon Musk. They um, I saw a tweet where it says the foundations they were building is the Queen's Child Project, and I'll leave. I'll bid you adieu with that one. Okay. Well, on that note, uh, we will be back uh, next week. Hopefully a day earlier. We apologize for the day that we kept you waiting. But, you know, sometimes extenuating circumstances, life gets hard. You know, we are just butt men. Uh, We'll be back real soon. Like I said, get at us on the Twitter. Our TikTok should launch ASAP. But let us know what you think are the hardest films and TV shows of this year. We want to hear your opinions. Cool. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.